0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Live Love by Design TV. I'm Karen Chaston, the founder of Live Love by Design and your host and executive producer of this groundbreaking TV show. And today, as always, we have these amazing guests. And we have Nadia Messihar, who actually is a family lawyer, but more importantly, Nadia fits into our, all about your relationships and all about your expertise. So let's waste no more time and introduce the beautiful Nadia. How are you, Nadia? Hi, Karen, I'm good, thank you. Excellent. So you live in the Hills District of Sydney And you are a family lawyer, but you didn't start out in the Hills District in Sydney. Now, did you, when you came into this beautiful realm that we all like to call Earth? Yes,
1: (laughs) that's absolutely right. I was actually born in the Sudan to Egyptian um, parents. Um, So my grandparents, all four of them moved to the Sudan. At this stage, Sudan and Egypt were all part of the same, almost same country, didn't need a passport to go backwards and forwards. Yeah, and they just relocated there.
0: Was there a major reason why? Was there a war, or was there just unset in Egypt that made them move? Um, to be honest, I think it was going to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Well, that oh, was That's wow. where I was told. Yeah, and um, actually, that when sounds funny when you say greener pastures, and I'm sure it's a lot of sand. Is, is that right, or is that?
1: <laughs> no, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right.
0: <laughs> so, bright of sand. <laughs> I know. We like to have fun here. So that's beautiful. So obviously growing up um, as an Egyptian in Sudan, was there any sort of prejudices or were you welcomed into the new community?
1: You know, Karen, um, we were very welcomed into the community when um, things were going great. You know, like I said, Sudan and Egypt, they were almost treated as almost the same country with no borders. Mm and. then at one stage, you know, um, Egypt started saying, all right, we've, we've got our independence, we have to close our borders now, you know, you guys are still welcome, but you need passports. And it's funny, because the Egyptian community then had a choice, they were either going to become Sudanese or Egyptians. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess until now, they're sort of stuck in the middle where they're not, Sudanese enough for Sudan, and when they go to Egypt, the accent and the dress and everything is different, and so they're not Egyptian enough for Egypt. Yes. Yeah, they're sort of stuck in the middle.
0: <laughs> I, can, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so did you um, find growing up, because you, I believe you were the middle child of three, Yes. it's not easy being the middle child now, is it?
1: That's so true. <laughs> That's so true, but it teaches you a lot yeah that's
0: okay. so let's touch on that very briefly. What did that teach you so um what it taught me was that you know
1: um I had to find a way, really, you know whenever I wanted to get in my way, I had to find a way, and I had to be careful about it so it made me put a lot of thought into it so obviously how I felt was I wasn't the youngest child the spoiled boy <laughs> you know although he's not spoiled and I wasn't the eldest child with the eldest privileges so for me to get my way I had to think about things I had to negotiate I had to mediate and I had to get my way even when resolving conflict with my two siblings um, without all at war, if I can put it that way. And I found that that's really taught me a lot of things, even in my adult life and especially in
0: family law. Yes, I was going to say. So do you feel that was the grounding for you to actually want to become a family lawyer? To be honest, it was
1: actually um, when a relative of mine went through a really, really horrendous divorce mm-hmm. um, and I could see the effects on the children and I could see the effects on her and, I was going through law school at that time and I remember thinking, that's it, I found my niche, I want to be a family lawyer because I don't want to be this, becoming the story of every person
0: that goes through a divorce, you know? Okay, so when did you come to Australia then? So I came in 1999. And how old were you then? I was 14 years old. Okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. You're actually younger than I thought you are. Wow. You know?
1: <laughs> I think it's all the, you know, doing family law for so long. It's just... Yeah.
0: No, no, not that you look older. I just um, see you as, and I guess being a lawyer, you certain have a, a certain status and, and the way you hold yourself and you. and the way I guess you use your words always make you seem older. Thanks, Karen. That makes yeah. sense, more mature.
1: Yeah, but I actually get that a lot. I get that from a lot of people. They always go, oh, you know, like, didn't expect you to be that young, yeah. yeah. Which is
0: which is good, especially when you're a family lawyer. Like I, I, I can remember going in, um, seeing a friend in hospital like just last year, and I looked at the doctor and I thought, does he look old enough to be a doctor? Like, and and that in itself, and he, he was 28, but he looked like he was like 17.
1: Yeah. And
0: and as you know, as he said, it works against him at times because people yeah. don't value his advice as much.
1: That's you know, Karen. That's you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I sometimes do get that, especially when I get someone who's you know in their fifties or sixties and they're going through divorce and they just look at me like, "Would he even know how to help me?" You know, being so young. Yes. Yeah, but I think it's sometimes experience, like you mentioned. You know, it's it's not so much age age as much as experience. Is
0: that yes. It? Yeah. So let's get into the family law side of it because I, I, I can understand why you were attracted to it, like to help a friend and to see the grief that divorce, separation causes not only to the two people yeah. who were once in love, yes. um, but also to their children. And it's not easy uh, for anyone involved. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of people go through a lot of soul searching before they actually decide to take that next step. Is that true? That's absolutely true, Karen. But I think what
1: makes family law interesting is that there's always two sides to the story and it's most difficult when the person who is left behind in a relationship, I guess, who didn't take that step, suddenly finds themselves with a relationship that's ended. A lot of actually statistics say 60 percent of men don't see divorce coming you know i have clients coming in telling me we've been separated under the same roof we've been living in different rooms you know of the house we're not even talking for years but the moment i turned around and told him it's over it was it still came as a big shock
0: Hmm. yeah have you ever read the book radical forgiveness no i haven't actually okay I've read it just recently, and it's actually uh, very interesting in the fact that it actually comes. Radical forgiveness comes more from a spiritual level uh, as opposed to a forgiveness on our sort of plane, if, if the best way to put it. Yeah. In it, it's actually a great book, and I really do think everyone should read it because it actually helps you to see that things are not done to you; they're done for you nice in a way to help you grow on a soul level oh that's beautiful and it's and it's not an easy concept for a lot of people to take on because i understand a lot of people do not believe in spirit and god and you know the the next life and and that, that our soul is eternal and but let's just put that to the side for the moment because when you start to understand that it's done for me you start to ask the questions, what am I meant to learn here? Yes. How am I meant to grow? Yes. And I think from that perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong, that would help the negotiations go a little bit more smoothly because you'd get rid of the blame and the shame.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Karen. That's exactly right. It's getting rid of the blame and the shame exactly like you've put it. It's... um, I actually think of it as almost going down to basics, you know, just remembering that you like you said, you one stage you loved this person, you had a life with them. And if they want to leave, and I'm I'm not saying this applies to every single divorce, you know, that's that would be completely wrong. But in many cases, if we just think here is someone and if I can just respect the fact that they now want to move on into the next chapter of their life and fortunately or unfortunately, I can't be part Of that chapter, no, of course. let us not, you know, go at each. Let us not turn this into a war. Let us not turn this into, um, I'm gonna destroy them because it's either I'm in their life or I'm not. There's no mm-hmm. middle ground. And let's just think about the bigger picture, you know. And that's why I think helping people go through divorce, we need to step back from just the legals yes. into how people are feeling and how they can shift that mindset. So that they can move forward because that's the only way they can move
0: forward. I totally agree. But it's also about moving forward, especially when you have children, knowing that I'm still going to have to see this person. Absolutely. Absolutely. They may have been a horrible husband or a
1: horrible wife or, you know, not the best husband or not the best wife, but they're still a great parent. You know, and a lot of people can be both. They may not have been the best husband or wife, but they're a fantastic parent. And if we look at things from that way, I think that will help a lot, especially if we're going to be talking to them for the next, you know, 15, 16, 18 years.
0: Exactly. And especially when you think, well, your children are going to grow up. They're going to get married. Do you really want to be at their wedding actually still not talking to each other. I was at a wedding recently where um, the, 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 they were, the son who got married was from divorced parents and they couldn't even sit together in the front to watch their um, son get married, which like I've been married for 40 years and, and I've been told, you don't understand what it's like. And I say, well, do you know what? I have empathy. I think I can put myself in your shoes and yes. understand what it would be like. But I also understand that I still think my husband and I would be friends even if we weren't married, Yes, um, which which I know sounds a bit funny, but I just feel that you did love each other once. So just for the sake of the children, only when you're around the children, can't you at least be nice to each other?
1: Absolutely. And you know what, Karen, that brought into mind the story that I remember reading about. Um, so someone is talking to someone about holding a grudge. And this person went, well, can you hold this glass of water for me? And they just left them holding that glass of water for um, like two hours. Yes. And by the end, the guy is like, look, I'm, I'm getting exhausted. I know it's just a glass of water, but I'm just getting exhausted of holding it. And the person responded and said, well, that's exactly what you're doing with your grudge. It may be small, it may not that big, but if you've been carrying it for a long time, for years, yes. can you imagine how much of your mental focus and energy it's taking yes to using
0: to live your life yes and it's holding you back from living to your fullest yep. and the silly part about it is the other person even isn't even aware yes. of what you're carrying so you're only hurting yourself you're not hurting someone else that's
1: absolutely right
0: i just love this okay so we hear about family lawyers trying to shift the focus Um, more towards mediation and collaborative law. So what is it that you do differently to that or is that what you do? So that's part of what I do. But Mm -hmm. what I've discovered, Karen, is
1: that, um, like I mentioned, there's no point in just focusing on the legal aspect, you know, especially when it comes to family law. We really got to look beyond. So if you think of it as circles, you know, so there are the couple divorcing. And they obviously have their support network. Some of them may be even seeing, you know, psychologists or psychiatrists to get through this period. And then they see the lawyers and no one's talking to anyone. So the lawyers are just telling them what's happening from the legal side. And it's all well and good to say, oh, look, let's mediate. And there's this new thing called collaborative law, which is fantastic, by the way. But if the person's not in that mindset, it's just a waste of everyone's time and energy. If okay, person,
0: let me just go back a sec because a lot of our viewers may not know what collaborative law is. I'm pretty sure they know what mediation is. So what, what is collaborative law? So collaborative law is basically telling
1: the parties, come to the table, be as open and honest as possible, try and settle the matter outside of court, so everything's already on the table. And if we can't settle, none of what's been discussed in collaborative law can be used in court. And in fact, you can't even use the same lawyers that you use oh, in, collaborative wow. law in court. I like that. Yeah, so it really gets people to try and focus on settling. Uh-huh. And it's, I think it's fantastic and it's brilliant, but I think it needs the added angle of making sure everyone's ready to settle before we even go down that track. For instance, I had a matter, if I can just quickly yeah. say, we were going to mediation with the court on the Monday. Uh-huh. Literally four days before that, we received the affidavit, which is a statement of the version of the story from the other side. And it was full of the most hurtful things you can read, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just remember reading it. And I had to send it to my client because she had to respond to it. And I just remember thinking, we're not going to settle on Monday. There's no way we're going to settle after someone's read what's been here. Because when she responds back, she's going to be responding to these allegations. All the hurt is going to come welling up again. And I kid you not, we walked in on the Monday and we just sat there for maybe half an hour and we all knew that we were going to walk out again. Yes. And I thought what a waste of everyone's time, what a waste of a wonderful opportunity the court has given us mm. just, just because things mm. were not in the mi- correct mindset.
0: Yeah. That's interesting because in, in this book, um, The Radical Forgiveness, they actually say that you should write three letters. So yes. the first letter where you put all that hurt in, you, you put it all in, you, you just go to town, you bring up all of your feelings, telling them exactly what it is. You never send it, of course. Then you do another one where you can start, you know, putting as much in, crying if you need to, getting rid of all those feelings, but then starting to slowly see the other side. Yes. And then on the third letter, you then, because you've got rid of all of that hurt in those first two letters, you then start to come to a place where you can actually see how it has been good for both of you and it is also and and how, you know, moving forward is you can come to radical forgiveness, which I think makes sense. But you do write those letters. You just don't send them. (laughs) Sounds like your, your client didn't get past that first letter, which is such a shame. It is such a shame, it is such a shame, and very expensive, which yes. you know, which does not help with your wealth creation. So the four covers of Live Love by Design, as our viewers know, are all about you, all about your relationships, all about your expertise, and all about your wealth creation and let's face it, divorce is a very costly um, a, a costly exercise. Most people lose half their wealth, if not more, mm-hmm. and normally, you know, they're, they're into their 30s or 40s mm-hmm. after building and building and building, and that in itself brings in a lot of resentment.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely right, Karen. But I guess that's why... and if I can put it this way, that's why people need to be in the right mindset before they take that step because otherwise it's just money leaking. You know, if if you think of it as water leaking from a, from a sieve, that's exactly what it was going to, it's going to be like all these holes, your emotions and the anger, it's creating holes in that pot. That's getting the money leaking out. But once you address all these issues, then there is money on the table that can be resolved, you know, and everyone just gets the most out so they can start again. It's, you know, it just, I get all emotional every time I think about it because I also feel like when you're vulnerable, people can take advantage of that, you know? So if, if I'm going to line my pockets because you're vulnerable, I'm not going to help you, you know?
0: No. And that's
1: why people need to be aware of where they are mentally so that their vulnerability is not out there exposed to the open. They can address these issues and go in with the position of power when negotiating and when they're dealing with their family law.
0: I love that because you, and and I don't want to generalise and I don't want to, and I don't want to um, bring in a, a probably a negative belief that a lot of people have about lawyers. That's uh, that You know, th- there is no reason for them to settle because the longer it goes on. So, But I feel with you, and, and, and I have had the pleasure of, of knowing you for a few years, that you are more let's do the both for everyone concerned as opposed to just making the lawyers rich and you guys bitter resentful and you know not in a financial secure position that you could have been in if you'd said a couple of years earlier is that correct
1: that's absolutely correct karen and in fact when doing all my you know, business courses and business networking, I found something that's always been coming up and it's give is gain and a win-win mindset. And I thought, you know, that's exactly what we need to bring into family law. This, you know, win-win mindset. And in terms of a give is gain, it's you give a little bit, you know, so that you can have the best future, the quickest future possible, you know, to to go into that bridge, into your new life without burning any bridges behind. So today you may be fighting about the doona cover but really, if you gave them the Duna cover, if you gave them that little bit of control, will it matter five years down the track? No. In fact, you look back and go, I "Can't believe we're fighting about it." You know.
0: But, no, that, but that's not what they're fighting about.
1: No, no, it's not. Well, it's, it, it's, it's not. It about seems
0: like that's what they're fighting about, but exactly. it's not.
1: Absolutely it's not. right. And no, it's, it's about, about someone's bit of control.
0: Someone saying, "What's this really about?" It's not about the Duna. You don't even care about the Duna. You've probably Absolutely. never even noticed the doer. <laughs> what, what are you really fighting about?
1: Yes, exactly you know, right.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing. Before, behind any disagreement um, or any angst, it's normally not what it is. And it could come back to something that's happened in your childhood.
1: Absolutely you know, right,
0: Karen. And yes. people understanding that. And that's why I um, love chatting with people um, to, to help our viewers understand that, you know what, we live in a world that reality probably isn't even reality. Yes. It's, I like to say we're all living in a movie, we're all chosen who we're going to be, we're all chosen, the, you know, the, the big players in our life and all this sort of stuff. And understanding that we're all here to grow And not only personally in this realm, but also on a soul level, it sort of makes it a little bit easier to sort of sit back and go, okay, what's really happening here? You know, where do I need to heal? Where do I need to grow? And how can I do this without, you know, having a million people sort of, you know, caught up in it all? Yes. Yes
1: absolutely Karen in fact we always say in family law lawyers the more support network you've got the less the chances of settling this matter quickly because you sometimes know, <laughs> have a chat to a client and you convince them about something and they see your point of view and they go outside and there are people who are hurting for them and they, <laughs> they just bring all that hurt back in and they just move back in yes. again deal so is off the table
0: you're like what you know exactly you know? I totally I'm laughing because I just know exactly what, what you're talking about and even though there's people think they're doing the right thing for you they're actually not
1: they're not exactly
0: and people need to get in touch with who they are which is you know which is the all about you or one of the areas of life of all about you is understanding what is right for me yeah and asking yourself the questions not asking other people asking you what is fair here what is right for here what can i actually live with for the rest of my life yeah. because let's face it A lot of people will go through a divorce and one party will come out so badly that they may even take their own life. Yes. Now, if you're on the other side of that negotiation and that happened, would you really feel like a winner?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: You'd have to be a big narcissist or something else if you actually did after it. Now, wouldn't you?
1: That's absolutely right, Karen. And it becomes even nastier when the little kids, you know, you, you, you hear of parents that, you know, just think, that's it, I'm going and I'm taking my kids with me.
0: Yeah, it's it horrible. Is,
1: it is horrible. Yeah. It is horrible. And that's why, you know, I think if, if people looked inside, if there was an introspective, you know, just thinking about where this is going, looking at the bigger picture, then we can shift mindsets. I, I have to reiterate, this doesn't work for every single person. Yes. I'd say a majority of cases that end up in court don't even need to be there in the first place. Let's leave the courts. It's almost like an emergency section of the hospital. Let's leave it for the true
0: emergencies. I love that. So now we're running out of time as always. So, and I love what you do, I think it makes such a difference. So how, we always ask our guests to give a little gift for our viewers. Um, So what is it that you'd like to give our viewers today, Nadia? You know, Karen, I actually couldn't decide between the two gifts. So I'm thinking of presenting both to
1: your viewers. Um, I'd love to. To give both. Um, okay, what are they? Two, two gifts. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. So one of them is actually how to get the best out of your uh, family law appointment. And it's three checklists in one um, just okay. to help you preparing the best for that appointment and making sure you've got the best foot forward. And the other one's called an estate mapping guide. So if you've got your will in place but you've got subscriptions, memberships, real estate property, um, bank accounts how will the executor know where to go so this puts all of that in the one
0: place so you not... such that is such a great idea um my son passed away seven years ago without a will and and, and thanks to his um, girlfriend she had a lot of the stuff we could put together but I'm sure a lot of people would be going where do I start That's what's right. even their passwords to their computer you know That's what
1: I mean it's exactly right Exactly right. And I actually had, the reason I started thinking about this is because I had a client who all his family is overseas. Mm-hmm. So they're in South Africa and London and Greece and, you know, and I was thinking how would they even know what you've got in here if, if you didn't have that checklist in place?
0: Yeah, that's great. And and would that stay with a lawyer or would it, like, or you just give your family and just say, look, this is my checklist? Yeah,
1: I would. Absolutely. I would actually recommend you you keep it with both people, so yes. with a lawyer as well as with your family. Or you can even just tell your family if anything happens, check this drawer or check okay. the link. Yeah, yes. that,
0: that perfectly makes sense. That's, yes. um, that's lovely. Well, Nadia, I love talking to you and I know yes. that you are married and you have um, a couple of boys. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. yes. So I'm pretty sure that you and your husband are always negotiating on making sure that you're living the best life is that correct that's
1: absolutely correct you know yep and we always try to think about the bigger picture because at the end of the day you know where you're looking at in the 5 years makes a lot
0: of things in the current
1: It really puts perspective on what's happening currently. So I I
0: totally agree. And you know, and most people say, What you're fighting about today will you really care about in five years' time? And most people will go, No, who would give a crap about you doing a cover? Like, seriously, you would have changed it probably five times by then. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely right. (laughs) Now we have all of your details below this video and also. people can get in contact with you. So you do do um, people outside the Hills area as well. Is that correct? Yes. It's online with people? That's correct. Yep. So we're called Hills
1: Family Lawyers because we started in the Hills and I just love this part of the world. Oh,
0: that's (laughs) nice. And you've got to admit, like anywhere in Australia is absolutely beautiful. We're very blessed.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. and uh, But we help anyone in Sydney and we even have interstate clients from Melbourne and um, Brisbane if the other
0: party is in Sydney. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, that, that totally makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you, Nadia. I have so enjoyed chatting with you today.
1: My pleasure, Karen. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for this.
0: Thanks. Bye. And that has been another episode of Live Love by Design TV. Wasn't Nadia amazing? Don't you love the fact that you can actually have a family law lawyer actually working towards a win-win situation for everyone, not a win-win situation where the lawyers win and the two people who once loved each other both come out of it very bitter, resentful and not really learning or growing from the situation that's right that's exactly what live love by design and live love by design tv is all about assisting you to actually embrace all of areas of your life the whole four pillars all about you all about your relationships all about your expertise and all about your wealth creation a place where you truly can learn to live and love each and every day, to love who you are, to love your life and to create your dreams faster. Thank you again for watching and I look forward to seeing you real soon on another episode of Live Love by Design TV. Thank you.